I'm Procagalia, and this is an aromatic life. So I like to talk about smelling from all different angles and perspectives, right? Well, today I thought we could talk about a smelling topic that affects us several times a day, every day. And that topic is around eating. I want to discuss how your sense of smell and smelling, how that's such an integral part of eating. And when I say that, I don't just mean the obvious thing where you smell your food while you're cooking or when something's baking in the oven. Sure, those are really nice ways to use your sense of smell. It's so nice to smell a good pot of homemade pasta sauce simmering on the stove. You know, the smell of the garlic, the basil, the oregano. Mmm, delicious. Oh, and the smell of chocolate chip cookies baking in the oven. Ah, oh, that's divine. No, I want to go deeper and talk to you about what's happening when you're eating and how your sense of smell plays such an important role in finding enjoyment in eating. You're going to learn a few new words today, and I've even got a few fun little exercises for you to try. So if you've got some food or a drink nearby while you're listening to this, even better. During the wrap-up, I'll also share some cooking tips for you in case you want to get even more pleasure from your food. So let's get started. Let's explore how your sense of smell influences eating. Here in the U.S., we have an ice cream store chain called Baskin Robbins. You can find them all over the U.S. and I think around the world as well. Hopefully you're familiar with them. Well, they used to have the slogan, 31 flavors. I'm not sure if they still say that specifically because I think they offer a lot more flavors now. But at any rate, that's a lot of flavors to choose from. And here's what's interesting and why I bring this up. Let's say you don't have your sense of smell and you walk into a Baskin Robbins. You can choose from any of the flavors there, all 31 plus flavors. And guess what? They all taste the same. Every single one of them, they'd all taste sweet. Maybe some of the more sophisticated flavors, sure, they might have a little bit more of a salty taste if they have got some exotic ingredients in there. But if you look at the basic flavors, your vanillas, chocolate, strawberries, raspberry, peach, all of them will simply taste sweet. If you don't have your sense of smell and you're listening, you know what I'm talking about, right? For those of us who do have our sense of smell, well, for us, a trip to Baskin Robbins is gonna be a lot more interesting. That's because you're gonna be able to taste all of those ice cream flavors. And the reason for that is you have your sense of smell. You see, your sense of smell adds dimension to foods. In fact, it's what gives flavor to everything you eat. Without your sense of smell, you'd only be able to taste five basic flavors, sweet, salty, bitter, sour, and umami. What's amazing about your sense of smell is that it allows you to experience over 10,000 different flavors. It's what makes food exciting to eat. Taste ends up being only about 20% of what you perceive as flavor. The other 80%, well, that comes from your sense of smell. So that's what I want to talk to you about today, the role of your sense of smell when you're eating. I think you're gonna be surprised by a few things. For instance, did you know that we smell two ways? Of course, we smell by inhaling odor molecules that are floating in the air. We smell them through our nose. That's what we commonly call smelling. But there's a second way we smell, and that's through our mouth when we're eating and drinking. 
you're actually smelling when you're eating and drinking. In that case, you're inhaling aroma molecules that are released from the food in your mouth. So in fact, we smell from the outside in and from the inside out. Maybe you're wondering how that actually works. Well, let's compare. The common way of smelling through the nose is the odor molecules, those volatile organic compounds that are floating in the air. Well, we sniff and inhale those and they enter our nose, they travel through the nostrils and they make contact with the olfactory epithelium and its receptors. And then from there, the odor is translated for the brain to interpret. That basic smelling that we do all day, every day is called orthonasal smelling. So that's your first word for today, orthonasal. Ortho means straight. So basically the odors are going straight up your nose. But then we also have this other way of smelling called retronasal smelling. That's my second word for you. Because why only have one way of smelling, right? When you have two ways you can smell. Retronasal smelling is when you're smelling with your mouth and what's happening is the inverse of the nose smelling you do all day. So retro means backwards. So it's like you're smelling backwards. This smelling is happening in your mouth when you're chewing your food. Some of those aroma molecules end up being exhaled through your nose, but a lot of the molecules travel through the back of your throat and they go up to that same place when you smell through your nose. They go up to your olfactory epithelium and then those odors, like all other odors, are translated by the brain and are interpreted by the brain. Isn't that kind of cool? Let me give you a more concrete example. So let's say you're chewing some food, something like a strawberry, for example. That strawberry releases odor molecules. Let's actually refer to them as aroma molecules from now on, okay? So eating the strawberry releases aroma molecules in your mouth as you're chewing. And many of those molecules travel to the back of the throat. But how do they get to the back of the throat actually? Well, you actually have warm air traveling up from your lungs as you're chewing and swallowing. And that warm air, that moves the aroma molecules up into the back of your throat and then up to the olfactory epithelium, to that sticky fly paper where the aroma molecules get translated and signals get sent to the brain. And then the brain goes, hmm, yum, I'm eating a strawberry. If you've eaten lots of strawberries and you've always enjoyed them, it'll be a really pleasant experience. If it's the first time you're eating a strawberry, like a little kid maybe, well, your brain has its first time mapping that odor into its memory bank. So really, when you swallow food, that action acts like an air pump connecting your lungs to your olfactory epithelium. The airflow is happening to pass the aroma molecules up into your olfactory system to get processed, just like smelling through your nose. I want you to try something right now as you're listening. I want you to hold a finger right in front of your nostrils. Now swallow. Did you feel that? Maybe just a little bit? It might be even more effective if you're eating or drinking something for you to notice it. But what you're feeling on your finger is a gentle airflow that's coming out of your nose. That's the air from your lungs. So I thought that might be a fun thing for you to try out. 
Because you see, what's always key, what's always important to remember is that odor molecules that you smell, I don't care if they're coming from your nose or your mouth, those odor molecules rely on airflow to get up into your olfactory system, into the olfactory epithelium, where they bind with the receptor neurons, because only then can they be interpreted by your brain, only when that interaction happens. And only then do you really know what you're eating and how much pleasure you're getting from the food. You have to make that brain connection. Think about when you have a cold and your nose is blocked and you're trying to eat a strawberry. You're not going to get the orthonasal aroma as you bring the strawberry up to your mouth. Your nose is blocked up with all that excess mucus, so the molecules have a hard time getting through. And similarly, you don't get any retronasal sensation because the airflow from your mouth to your nose is also blocked. That's why foods taste so bland when you have a cold. Your sense of smell is impaired in both directions. You're missing all of that flavor. You can notice it when you're tasting something and all you get is really that sweet or salty taste. That's because you're tasting the food on your tongue using your taste buds. But you're not getting any of the added dimension that your sense of smell provides. So try this when you have a cold. Try drinking coffee and red wine, both of them at room temperature. You'll notice that you'll have a really hard time differentiating between the two. Let's talk a little bit more about this mouth smelling thing that we do. Here's another cool fact that I learned about our retronasal pathways, our mouth smelling pathways. Did you know that our retronasal pathway is what differentiates us humans from most animals, even those with a good sense of smell? So for example, mice don't have a retronasal pathway, dogs don't either. Mind you, they're great at sniffing, dogs are, but because they don't have this other way of smelling, smelling through your mouth, they'll never know what it's like to taste great food. Why are we so different? What makes us humans unique? Well, it's the fact that we're missing a bone. Yep, we're missing a bone. It turns out that during evolution, we humans and other primates, we lost the bony transverse lamina in our nose. So that's your third word for today, transverse lamina. And because we lost this bony structure in our nose, it allows us to have these two ways of smelling through our mouth and through our nose. In animals like dogs, this bone is still there and it divides the olfactory and the respiratory tract. When our bony transverse lamina disappeared, it turned the mouth into a second nose. We humans are the only animals not to have a separation between the airways and the foodways, which of course means we can choke more easily when we chew. But get this, really, this is really cool. Because we don't have this bone, because there's no separation, it allows us humans to make complex sounds that we need for speaking. So this missing bone helps us talk. I thought that was really cool. Anyway, back to eating. It turns out that having this bone has really great benefits for flavor perception because it lets us hold food in our mouth and then breathe over it before swallowing. Remember when there's breathing, there's airflow, which maximizes the number of aroma molecules that get into our olfactory system. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the brain when you eat, when you're smelling these two different ways, specifically how you're perceiving aromas when you're eating. What's interesting is that the brain handles the aroma information very differently depending on whether you're smelling foods out there, as in out in the air, let's say just smelling the strawberry with your nose, or whether you're smelling aromas in there, inside the mouth, while you're chewing the strawberry. Let's take an even closer look. Let's take the example of coffee. Most people love the smell of coffee, but not everyone likes the taste of coffee, right? Why is that? Well, coffee aroma releases slightly different odor molecules into the air than it does inside the mouth. The scent of coffee is really complex and beautiful. While smelling it in the mouth, well, it has a bitter taste, and it isn't as complex. The aroma molecules released by that hot cup of coffee are going to be interpreted by the brain based on typical scent interpretations coming through your nose. The brain will take information from its memory bank, from the previous experiences of smelling coffee, and the emotional associations you have with coffee smells. On the other hand, once you drink the coffee, your brain is processing a slightly different set of aroma molecules that might release based on sipping the liquid, swallowing it, and then that airflow from your lungs coming through the throat. The brain is processing this aroma along with sensory cues of the bitter taste from your taste buds, the hot temperature of the liquid, the texture of the liquid, and the vibrations in your jaw and eardrums. You see how that's a completely different experience your brain is having when you simply smell coffee to when you drink the coffee? When you drink, there are more senses in play, mostly led by your senses of smell and taste. What I love is that you can go the opposite way as well. Take, for example, cheese, specifically the stinky blue cheese. A lot of people can't stand the smell of blue cheese, me included, but they love the taste. The same thing is happening here, just like with the coffee but the brain has different interpretations of the aroma molecules. Most likely the texture and the saltiness of the cheese is a positive aspect when you're eating the cheese. You don't get that when you're simply smelling the blue cheese. I guess the last thing I wanna mention is that there's actually a sort of progression of smelling, if you will, happening when you're eating. What do I mean by that? Well, think about when you're smelling your food before you eat it, when you're preparing it on the stove or in the oven. The aromas that the food releases into the air are a result of the food getting transformed by the cooking process. As you're smelling those aromas, there are actually some physiological things happening in your body as a result of the brain getting aroma molecule information. Those food aromas are like an invitation for the brain to prepare itself for the meal. For one, when the brain smells the aroma, it triggers the action of salivating in the mouth. 
See if you can notice that the next time you smell your food cooking. See if you're salivating. But the brain also triggers insulin release by the pancreas, and it initiates the secretion of different digestive juices. We've come to expect getting stimulated ahead of eating a meal. And that stimulation is greatest when you're making a meal from scratch. You know, I read an interesting thing, that the food companies who create microwavable frozen foods, well, they had to work really hard to add enough high blooming flavors to give the food that's being microwaved the feeling of cooking on the stove or in the oven. It's like engineering this forced smell into the air, trying to recreate the natural aroma of the cooking process when you're creating a meal from scratch. The physics of microwave heating don't naturally allow for the aroma of toasting, roasting, or browning your food, getting that caramelization of the onions. Those smells are all cues that the food is done. And they're cues for your brain to get ready because some amazing food is on its way to being eaten. Bon appetit. Enjoy your food. Wasn't that fun? I hope you found it interesting, especially if you love eating and cooking food like I do. Maybe you knew a lot of the things I talked about, but maybe there's a new nugget of something that makes you think about how your sense of smell plays a role in enjoying your food. At any rate, let's take a brief moment just to reflect on what you've learned here today and see how you can apply some of it in your everyday life. The first thing I'd say is, I say it every time because I truly believe it's a way to be more in the present moment and to help us connect with ourselves more. But try to be more mindful of smelling when you eat. What do I mean by that? Well, try smelling the aromas of your food more consciously as you're preparing them. Smell the individual ingredients. Smell them together as they're combined. Smell what that's like. Smell the food after it's cooked or baked. Smell before you eat it. Take it all in orthonasally. Remember that word? Okay, I butchered it a little. I called it orthonasally, but you get the idea. Then focus on the smells you're chewing as you're swallowing, really throughout your meal as you're eating. Can you notice different aromas come from your mouth than when you smelled it in the air before? If you're distracted by smelling through your nose, try pinching your nose shut and just eating the food. What do you taste? What flavors can you taste retronasally? I do this with my family sometimes when we're sitting together for dinner. It's a fun activity for kids, actually. It's a great way for them to get to know their sense of smell more. But then I also want to say, think about how you prepare your food to get more enjoyment from your meal. Maybe think about what you can do to typically bland foods like rice, potatoes, salad, you know, those staples that we eat. Are there spices and herbs you can add to give additional flavor to your meal? I've actually got a few tricks that I apply, which I want to share here. One thing we do when we get prepared foods, for instance, say a frozen pizza, We'll add extra onions, peppers, and pepperoni to the pizza before we bake it. Not only does it smell so much richer as it's baking, so we get excited to eat it, but we really enjoy the extra flavors as we're eating. We even toss some arugula on top at the end before we eat it to give an extra peppery taste to the meal. Simple things to add real flavor to an otherwise standard pizza dinner. And then there are other cooking tricks I learned. 
For instance, buying whole spices instead of pre-ground spices. When a recipe calls for spices, use the whole spices if possible. I mean, all spices are naturally fragrant, right? But to reach their full flavor potential, you just need to do a few little things. For instance, use a black pepper grinder instead of the ground pepper. That's easy enough, right? That grinding action releases the added flavor aromas into the dish. But really, it's heat that wakes up those aromatic oils, toasting or dry heating, and blooming in oil, which is moist heating. Those are classic techniques that cooks use. Try blooming the spices in oil, just like sauteing vegetables. It's really quick, and you get this amazing bright flavor because the combination of the heat and the oil quickly extracts aromatic compounds from the spice. Obviously, if you're blooming large spices like cardamom pods, cloves, or cinnamon sticks, make sure to remove them from the finished dish before you eat them because you don't want people to bite into them or choke on them. Even if you're using ground raw spices, you can get added flavor. You don't want to toast ground spices in a dry pan because I've done that before, and what happens is they burn very quickly. Instead, try blooming them in oil. So first mix the ground spices with a little bit of the liquid from your recipe. Maybe you're using vinegar, water, stock, wine, whatever you're using, just to make a thick paste. The moisture in the spice paste helps keep the ground spices from burning when you put the paste in the hot oil. Then cook the paste until all the liquid evaporates. You can tell it's time to stop cooking when the oil starts to separate from the spices. This is actually a classic Indian technique that I see my mother-in-law using all the time. So I just wanted to share it here with you today. In the end, the message I'm really trying to convey is use your sense of smell actively, mindfully, every day when you eat. And as always, remember to smell everything. Thank you for joining me on An Aromatic Life. If you're interested in learning more about your sense of smell from all different perspectives, subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends too. And it would be really helpful if you could rate the podcast so it helps others find it too. I also invite you to check out my website, falkaromatherapy.com, where you'll find information about workshops, courses, and other programs I offer. And make sure you grab my free audio training, How to Smell to Be Well, which you can download from my website. Until next time, remember to smell everything and have a wonderful day.